0: Love
1: Talk Radio Introduction Baby Come Chillin', chillin', hit it off with heart. To make a long story short and kill the thought of dissing me, you can keep your jealousy, you can't get the best of me. Stressing me, impressing me to flip the script. So watch the lip before I bust it open. Slip and get your butt whipped like cream. Paul comes clean with the real and what I'm feeling. I'm dealing with a nigga that wants me out the picture. Beats goes down every time I roll with you. So I give them an
0: itch and they wanna take them out. They talk behind your back and in your face, they wanna smile. Jerks can smirk with our body, slam a shimmer. think you was cool and you thought that you overruled. Check it, the enemy is easily spotted, you got it, and definitely on some book it's not so watch it, because it's not good for your health, Check the rhyme y'all, it's every man for himself. What's up, what's up, good evening. Welcome to this uh cheap rock edition if you will, For old school for you of the clown hour. I'm your host, most Scott Burks, and I'm the creator of this sports ball called The Clown Times. And it's kind by the way. You'll be able to find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you'll be able to find me on Facebook. I've been having lots of fun on my own expense about this crazy-ass bracket that I have that's busted like hell. <laughs> but anyway, if you, do, if you go to the um, search portion of the upper left-hand corner of your browser or on your phone, just type in the clown times your Facebook again. It's called Spilvik, K. you'll be find me there. Uh, you know, this is a great one of the best times of the year for men, mostly everywhere, uh, because you know, you know, in the fall, you have football, both college and pro. Right now, you have the instant bay tournament. Um, two of the most most wonderful times of the year, but unfortunately for guys like me whose bracket is and wide ass open. Uh, it's not so great So help me to break down And join in the empathy Of having such a terrible bracket Is my man, you guys seen him On uh, on Sleekster on, uh, Radio Every Tuesday night on Blogs Radio as well as The like HBCU Sports. He's contributed to the WS Project On Facebook The one and only Dwayne Nash in the house Brother man, I hope your bracket's not As busted wide up as mine But I think it probably
1: is uh, yes it is. Uh my, my bracket is going by the name of Buster Rhymes right now, the mighty infamous
0: that that <laughs> Duke uh, has,
1: has busted the hell out of my bracket. But before we start yeah. talking about them man, you know, it's it's been uh basketball apprentice, especially for me, man, and covering everybody yeah. that's that uh HBCU in terms of playing yeah, yeah. their respective tournaments for the N A I A and uh division two as well mm-hmm. as uh division one. Um, but tonight, uh, the, I want to say congratulations to the Lady Panthers of Virginia Union who advanced to the women's championship game tonight with an 88-81 nice. win over uh, Cal Baptist. So congratulations That's to tough. them. Uh, CFAA, they've had four teams uh, on the women's side that have had 20 wins or more this this past season. And, um, mm-hmm. a matter of fact, Sean won the title uh, a couple of years back. I want to say it was about maybe four years ago. So, CIAA, once again, doing it again uh, in Division II basketball. Nice.
0: So, so so so, so what's, wait, wait a minute. So, you mentioned about Shaw. Because I know that Shaw is, like, typically a powerhouse on, on the women's side. Um, mm-hmm. So, so how are they doing right now? Again, I kind of missed that last part. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, no. It, well, they didn't do too well in the tournament. As a matter of okay. fact, um, Johnson C. Smith won the CIAA tournament. But and, and of course, South Double A, Marshall Double A, C Smith, and Virginia Union both made the tournament. But of course, Virginia Union, being the um, the lone South Double A participant, actually one of the last three left as of right now. Because I think that that other wow. game is being played as we speak. So you know, congratulations before. Congratulations to uh, Virginia Union and their big win. Moving on to the championship game.
0: Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome sauce right there. Well, I needed I that bit of good news because you know where you go to the good, the bad, and the ugly? We're going to skip that. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it's been a for <laughs> Well, not only yours truly, probably yourself too, but the ACC oh, yeah. as well. We'll get to them in a minute. But, um, yeah, so where do I start with these surprises? I mean, the first, like, couple of days. It felt like we were getting mostly chalk. Save the uh, Middle Tennessee dominated victory they had in round one over Dayton. Well, no, mm-hmm. not I, I, I forget who they play. But uh, at any rate, that's not important. The, the main thing is I could have sworn it was going to go mostly chalk. Okay? And then all of a sudden then they came along. <laughs> and, you know, first of all, I mean, even though a lot of people have Michigan going pretty far because they're on the unholy road right now, no, yeah. one, I mean not many people expected them to beat Louisville. I mean, Louisville had like a double-digit lead in the second half, and they blew it. Okay? Then, Bill Nova got eliminated, which was a huge shock of the Wisconsin of all teams.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Then you have, um, I mean, <laughs> Carolina almost choking away a lead. They should have lost, actually. To 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 Arkansas, that was just a bad no no call. That that I mean, that that like that 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 kid Barry charged that poor brother. It should have been a charge. Um, late in the game, and also the coup de grace was Duke getting owned in the second half. No, they didn't get owned. They got, huh? I mean, how do you give up sixty some odd points in the second half to a team like South Carolina? Who, while their tough team, doesn't like West Virginia light. They don't score. They they average like barely sixty points a game, and they scored over sixty five in the second half.
1: I'm trying to figure out how you give up sixty points to anybody in a half. That's the thing that affects me the most.
0: Let alone South Carolina. And yeah. man, you know, I know that people were complaining, bitching about, well, Duke had to play a game in Greenville. Greenville is only a short drive from Columbia. But come on. Come on! I mean, well, first of all, if it wasn't for the Super HB2 law in North Carolina, that you know, that game could have been played, would have been played in Greensboro. Oh yeah. I think it would have been played in Greensboro. So that would have given Duke and North Carolina, because both of them played in Greenville, they would have given them both really unfair home court advantages. So exactly. But I, would say this. I say this though. I mean, sure, a seven c shouldn't be in a region that's close to the campus, I get that. But come on, they're Duke, okay? They're the number two seed ACC tournament champion.
1: They had all their
0: horses healthy for the most part. South Carolina, again, could barely score over 60 points on the good night, and yet they give up more than that in the second half after they had a 10-point halftime lead. So we don't want to hear the excuses. But, well, first of all, Have you incinerated your bracket yet? Because I hadn't bothered to to, uh, look at my after (laughs) after Sunday. I mean, I was was feeling good about my bracket after Saturday, not so much for Sunday. So have you set a bonfire for it yet? Are you preparing to have a rain dance for it? Or are you just like me, just don't give a damn and just trying to forget all about it?
1: Well, there will be a memorial service for my bracket this coming Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Friday will be a closed casket service for it. You know, Buster um, Rhymes, it, it, it did what it did. Um, I would like to thank South Carolina for, for the assist on that. Once again, you know, I, I I tried to pick a couple of upsets, you know, especially with the, uh, the 5-12s and the 4 just, just picking the wrong one. So that's that's all that was with me being a little greedy <laughs> yeah, exactly. and trying to be a little fancy too. But um right. yeah, to have the team that I thought was gonna win it all, get knocked out by my South Carolina was real tough. But uh to come back to your point about Louisville and, and Michigan, I actually did have Michigan beating Louisville. Um I I I, I just, it And I just felt probably like the rest of those the the like the rest of those that made that pick very comfortable with mm. making that pick because of the way that they've been on since the uh, the Big Ten tournament. Um, right. But yeah, but my bracket right now, truthfully, Scott, I, I kind of memorized my picks, but I haven't looked at it. I I, I don't want to yeah. look at that atrocity anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a bad test in college, you know. Yes. That that, that yes. Once you get home yeah. and you start reviewing the stuff on the test, you're like, oh my god, I felt it that bad. You don't even want to see this school. Yeah. Just just, just, just yeah. chalk it up. Let's go ahead and get ready for next year.
0: <laughs> you know what? Just like better of mine said in college, like one summer school session in Westchester State, I was taking classes while I was in NC State. I remember this quote to this very day. If you're going to fail or something, might as well have fun. Might have fun. I'll say this, man. Gosh, where can I begin my I Look, dude, I picked Duke and Carolina to be, and this is, first of all, this is why I get for is like, you know, some of the A.C. State uh, uh, alum for uh, undergrad, as well as a fan, so to speak. That's why I give a pick of Duke and Carolina to do big, big things. I mean, no <laughs> one had Duke and Carolina in the final game. I had Duke win it all. So, you know, my bracket shot to hell. That's why I'm not even yeah. bothered to look at it. But um, look at Duke's bracket. What should have been the Villanova Duke bracket. You have, stay with me now, you have, uh, um, uh, like, I think West Virginia. hmm. You have Wisconsin. You have, um, um uh, South Carolina. Oregon? And I think Oregon. Yes. Yes. One of those four teams, or oh, Baylor, 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 is Baylor. Baylor, I'm sorry, yes, i sorry, yeah. I it was a three seed, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I know they're three seed too. I just got them mixed up. But Baylor, Wisconsin, um, South Carolina, and West Virginia.
1: One of those four teams is going to be in the final four, yo. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy yeah. is that? <laughs> it, it's, 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 well, you would not expect Baylor to be there as a three seed, but there were a lot of people didn't expect that to happen because, of course, the injury to one of their best players. So. God, that, that, that is kind of weird. Um, But the the, I, the the one thing going into this was that I guess the world just seems to forget how experienced uh, Wisconsin is. I forget the amount of games total they played in a tournament over the past four years. We talked about it on CC Sports yesterday. I want to say it's well over ten in terms of if you're a senior at Wisconsin, you've played at least ten uh, tournament games. In your career, including a trip right. to the championship game, so that team, as experienced as it is, and as you know well as bad as it looked during the regular season, you know it did advance so the championship game in the Big Ten tournament, and it does have tournament experience. So people shouldn't have slept on Wisconsin as much as as I'm gonna go ahead and say it too, as we did, including myself. Mm. But um, you know right. they they came out and they they they're balling out again. Um, but that wasn't the, the the bracket that I expected to be the crazy one. I expected the uh, the Midwest to be the crazy one, and that's almost as chalky as as everybody that's else. So, almost. You almost, know,
0: except for Michigan. Yeah,
1: exactly. they going to ruin
0: that party. But great point of order here, I, I miss both. Instead of West Virginia and the East, it should have been Florida. So, basically, Wisconsin, Florida, Baylor, and South Carolina, that's totally my bet on that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get your point. I, I, I don't you know what? I kind of expect that I would stay I don't think Kansas' is gonna gonna go that far. Kansas, no matter how talented they are, most years they've underperformed in the tournament. They just did this due. And Purdue they're not as quick as as Kansas, but they're big. They're very mm-hmm. big. And if they get if they slow Kansas down and pounded it like pounded inside with Swannigan Swanigan and and, and that big white dude.
1: It's gonna be a long
0: night for Kansas, man. It really is. But Oregon is the actual intriguing story for me because they're playing about one of the stars and they actually have mm-hmm. a very good tournament right now. They they eked they out one against over Rhode Island. But um I, I I think you know what man, this is gonna be insane. I I like Michigan's chances in the Midwest. I really do. And now that we're on the stop let's just pick out that pick from the Midwest. I'd really like Michigan to come out the Midwest. It was going to be out of mm-hmm. Michigan or Louisville, as far as I was concerned. Okay. And you know, the winner of that game was going to represent the Midwest. Um, so I I really think – I mean, Oregon's a man down, a big man down, literally and figuratively. And I think Michigan comes out the Midwest. I think, hopping over to the East, I, I think um, – can't call it, man. Um, I can't believe you're gonna have the four teams going for it. what the hell, Florida? They're the high seed. I pick them. Um, yeah, that's that's how that's how I'm gonna roll with it. As as far as the West goes, I, my own, my my pick out of the West is still alive. Believe it or not, Arizona. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna ride with my pick out of the West. It's gonna be played in uh, uh, I think Anaheim. So. Um, I, so that's kind of a home court advantage for Arizona, so I like Arizona there at the South. My pick, unfortunately, still lies in UNC. I'd still go with UNC, but I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA represents the South. That that Lonzo Ball kid is special, bro.
1: Yes, he, is. Special. he is. I mean,
0: hell is there talks too damn much, but his that that Lonzo is a that 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 kid's nice man. And um, he may he he'll be gone after after the tournament's over to, to the pros and rightfully so. But man, you, that that kid is something special. UCLA is on a freaking roll, man. I don't see anybody stopping him. Really you know don't.
1: what? If if um, what's your boy's name? Uh, 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 not Fox, but the other guy for um for Kentucky that scores well, Monk. scores a lot of Monk. points. Monk. Monk. If, if Monk can stop being so streaky. Because he's been yeah. very uh, uh, off and on throughout the entire tournament. If he can be streaky, yeah. they can be dangerous against UCLA. But uh, I'm like you. I like UCLA. That's why I've actually picked to come out of the West um, before mm-hmm. the tournament started. And, and I'm still sticking with that pick. Um, okay. But I'm going to need T.J. Leaf to be a little bit more consistent in terms of his sure. shooting. As of right now, especially from the free throw line, as of right now, he's shooting 50%. From the free throw line, wow. which is insane. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, even though he's, he's averaging uh, 15 points a game, he's just horrible from the stripe. I understand he's a freshman, but I'm gonna need you to step it up a little bit more from that charity stripe, especially in in, in pressure situations, because knowing that he's shooting so horribly from the line, they're gonna put him on the line and make him prove it, especially against Kentucky. So, mm-hmm. even with that said, I'm still leaning towards UCLA. Um, the only thing about my bracket that wasn't first was the fact that the other representatives from the other regions that I picked are still alive. Like I said, UCLA in the Midwest. I actually picked um, Purdue to win it all, and, and anyone out of that mm. bracket can, can 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 do it as of right now. With with Kansas right. being the surprise, um, and Kansas actually was a huge surprise to me, even as a number one seed. I didn't look for them to come out and and pound UC Davis and Michigan State the way that they did. Um, So this game against Purdue is going to be a a huge watch for me um, to see whether or not my pick can can outlast Kansas or if Kansas is for real as a number one seed. Um, Also coming out of the uh, West, I, also, I still have Arizona alive, so uh, I'm I'm waiting for the potential Arizona Gonzaga matchup. But I hope that they both don't overlook that their are uh, their Sweet 16 matchups, looking ahead to that game uh, for, for the potential one-two matchup. Because everyone wants to see if, this, if if both of these teams are for real, and to see who advances from the West. It looked that uh, that matchup, and my guy out of the East right now. I understand you taking uh, uh, Florida, but I'm going to go ahead and take the team that's facing Florida to come out of the East now with Wisconsin, with all the that I just gave them earlier. Um, I'm looking for them to make – yeah, it's very trendy right now. I'm looking for them to go ahead and make it back to the Final Four for the second time in, what, three, four years? So, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and and take Wisconsin to to come out. But – well, you know, I, I want to see how well uh, South Carolina plays in this 6-16 yeah. game coming up against uh, Baylor. You know what? Uh,
0: I, it's easy to see why Wisconsin is trendy. It's trendy like crazy because they're seeing laden team, they're veteran-laden team. That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, when kids stay. Now, look, I'm all for kids getting paid and everything, but this is what, what happens. You get consistency. Now yes. Nigel Hayes, who's the leader of the team. He was, I think, was a freshman or sophomore when Frank the Tank starred in his last season at uh, Wisconsin when they lost to Jalil, Okafor and Duke that one year. Like two years ago, I guess. I, I guess yeah. he was like a sophomore, something like that, but he was a young guy. And now you see, I mean he could have come out last he could have, he could have come he could have declared the draft after last season, but he chose to stay for senior year. And that's what happens, folks. That's why you see a lot of mid-major teams do well. That's why you see I don't, I don't, I don't count Gonzaga as a mid-major team anymore and, and Butler as well as a mid-major team anymore. They're major programs. That's what mm-hmm. programs. But they are consistent. You should see why they consistently do well this time of year. And, you know, I know I'm getting on my, on my soapbox about the one-and-done rule. That's another podcast in the time. But but still, I mean, that's why you have consistency. I, 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 so let's just say this. I mean, the East, I can't call these. I mean, Jacob might as well, to me, he might as well just throw four fish in a barrel and just shoot blindly at it, wherever the land is going to represent, you know what I'm saying? But I think I'm comfortable in saying that Arizona, UCLA, I know UCLA, Carolina, same background, but UCLA, Carolina, of my three favorites, to win it all uh, at this point, to, to, go, to either go to the Final Four or win it, and win it all. Um, again, I don't see – I mean, Gonzaga's a great team. They're very simulated. They're very fundamental, fundamentally sound. Well, coach. Mark Pugh is one of the best coaches in the country, in my opinion. But Arizona's plan was on, in, on what's essentially going to be the home turf. Um, and Arizona is – too damn good in case you hadn't noticed, and you know they're gonna have that advantage and sure they did I think Gonzaga beat Arizona early in the season, but that was about that was Arizona playing where I of the top scorers, and he's back for this one, and I expect there to be lots of retribution <laughs> 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 if they to if they're forced to face off against each other so uh yeah i i i i I think I could comfortably say Arizona, UCLA, Carolina are my three favorites to win the whole thing at this point.
1: Emily, yeah. I completely agree okay. with you. Um, I, I feel as though whoever comes out of the South will be extremely battle-tested. Not only do they have to worry about their, their Sweet 16 matchup, but they do have to worry about their Elite 8 matchup as well, just so they can go ahead yeah. and that, that region. And um, I also agree with you with, with Gonzaga in Arizona. But whoever comes out of the Midwest is going to be interesting. They're going to be very plucky. Now, if Kansas yeah. doesn't, uh, that means Kansas is is who uh, the, um, the committee thought that they were by giving them a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Purdue, who's been playing extremely well. Like I said, they were my pick before the tournament started. But uh, they're coming right. through uh, real strong. And once again, that Michigan team in the way that they've looked ever since the end of the season, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if that momentum, if they can continue to ride the momentum. Uh, the last time I've seen momentum like this was, uh, this, even though they're not as weak or, or as little known, I, mm. I, this reminds me a lot of VCU in the year that they made it to the Final Four. Mm. Even though they're, they're not as low as the scene and they're more of, of a, a, a a blue blood than VCU is, that's what this ride reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And, and you could attribute that to Michigan. I mean, I mean,
1: who who would have
0: thought that a near-terrible, catastrophic plane crash would have galvanized this bunch Having them play in practice jerseys, the openers their, their their first game in the tournament gets the conference tournament against Illinois, mm-hmm. and who would have thought that would have galvanized the hell out of those those players? I mean, <laughs> they've been on a they've been on the freaking roll, man. I mean, I they I mean they, they 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 like they hit what how many threes the first game in the tournament, and then they
1: got it was, go was some insane number. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, that's something that um who was that they're playing against? They're, um God. I don't have my no brackets in front of me. Yeah, and, and I know the the listeners right a, now a, are probably
0: Oklahoma State. It was Oklahoma State.
1: Oklahoma State. State. No, I mean no, whoever they're playing against right, um, in the three sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. They're,
0: they're playing um, um I wanna say Oregon. Oh yeah, that's, right. Oregon.
1: that's right, that's right. So that's that's something that Oregon. Oregon's yeah. defense is, is mm-hmm. gonna to have to be uh, well, they've already seen the tape on the first two games, so that's something I know that mm-hmm. that they're going to be concerned about. And that stretch defense is going to have to be very effective in order for them to stop right. Michigan. So, and they're going to have to be consistent in making the threes. They don't want to be a team that lives and dies by that because we we've seen what happens to a team in Duke that has a history of living and dying by the three. They end up getting eliminated when when it doesn't when when they don't make buckets. Right. Right. And
0: let's talk about Duke for one second and we'll we'll probably add to into the ACC talk. I'm I'm just out of I'm just out of mouth as to how Duke blew that lead and got vote race in the second half against South Carolina. Um you know what the funny thing is funny thing about that is I just wanted to just throw this in right quick. The site the mirror sight of UN of UNC fans, the South Carolina fans putting together Decades of hostility And pulling And pulling together the pool Against Duke Was a thing of beauty It was so funny It was It, it was the funniest One of the funniest sights and uh, sounds I've ever heard Of seen and heard In my life It was just It was just amazing If they, they have it again On YouTube I will play it Over and over again And laugh my eyes off at, at nostalgia
1: That was
0: great That was the One of the funniest sights In sports I've seen This year But I digress um, But See how they fell apart, they, they do Duke in the second half. seeing how Carolina almost blew that game against Arkansas. Seeing how poorly the Comets performed on day, like Sunday of the tournament. Like, you know, Virginia didn't bother showing up against Florida. Notre Dame got punked by West Virginia. I mean, yeah, punked. I mean, they, they, West Virginia abused the hell out of those out of, out of Notre Dame's guards uh with their press. Um and you know Louisville was 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 competitive, I mean they kind of blew the second half against Michigan, but nevertheless they at least they showed up. Okay, the Michigan happened to catch fire, you know, that that sort of thing happens. Um Miami got boat raced by Michigan State in the mm-hmm. open round game. And I know It's time Mizzo, but still you don't get beat by twenty over twenty points like that.
1: And no. like, we won't
0: talk about Florida State. No. Did the Florida State, did they did they get off the bus? Did they warm up? I mean, the way Xavier took those boys apart, I watched that game, you know, because I, you know you know because I live in Cincinnati, there's a there's a local really interest there, but uh-huh. the way they just took, I mean, did did did, did Coach Hamilton and the Florida State figure out how to beat Xavier's uh, zone? Did he figure, has he still not figured out a way to beat that zone defense? Because, I mean, the way they took Florida State apart with a simple zone defense was just incredible to me. I mean, Florida State is almost as if they didn't want to go inside, which they should sure have went inside <laughs> because they had a size advantage, right? They had a size yeah. advantage. They had a athleticism and the length advantage. But it's going mm-hmm. to show you, with a good coach, what good coaching can do. And which leads me to this about the ACC. I've read so many, like, the skies falling, like, on ESPN.com, CBS
1: Sports,
0: uh, SB Nation by some random dude who calls up a blogger. Um, what was that? I think USA Today had something about that. Fox Sports definitely had a couple writers about that. You know, me, look, did the ACC underperform? Hell yes, they did. They did look absolutely assurances. You bet your ass they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not a prisoner of the moment type of guy. I, at least I try not to be. Okay, like for example, just because Clemson beat Alabama in in, in the in the uh, in the college football playoff championship last year, I'm not going to proclaim the ACC the best conference over football conference over the SEC just yet. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>, that's <laughs> what well, you
1: want. You won't, but Coach, uh, you won't, but Coach sure will from Sleeky uh, Sports. Oh, he 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 lives and dies, of course, because he's an FSU man. So, yeah, he, right. he, he enjoys tearing the SEC apart. But that's one of the things that, that, that bothers me. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> but that's one of the things that does bother me, though, Scott, is the fact that everybody lives in the moment and everybody yeah. freaks out because of something that happens. Calm down. It's one yeah. occurrence. You know, right. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, they went to the bed this year, seven and eight. However, their losses have been atrocities of ten points or more. But you, mm-hmm. everybody, forget they were twelve and one with sixteen going into the they sixteen just last year. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, you know, both sides of, of the spectrum uh, uh, with success last year and, and complete failure this year, especially with mm-hmm. high hopes for this year. But so your role do. dude. It, 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 this, this conference still is what it is, and they still develop fantastic talent coming out of this conference. Now, once again, right. it goes back to the whole conversation of this is what happens, uh, children, when you stay in a program for four years and you get to develop that program, they can come out and shock the world. That's what right. – You look at the team that did it. Xavier – yeah. And, and, and South Carolina South probably Carolina has a too. ton of seniors on that South squad. Yeah, they do. You know, it Michigan is. State with, with, with Izzo, I'm not going to say they are got a ton of guys that stay around, but, then, you know, Michigan State is who they are. So that, that is right. what that is. But, my God, who did Virginia lose to so horribly? Scoring only 39 God. points. Florida. Florida beat the hell out of them. Florida.
0: Florida beat, but the,
1: beat man, the hell just, out of <laughs> but that's one of the programs I do have issues with in Virginia. They're they're, they're so like they're deep, when their defense is on, they just need their offense to score a certain amount of points. And when their offense yeah. can't score, that's when they lose, and that's when it look real bad. And this isn't the first time this has happened to them this year. I, I forget who yeah. else they scored under forty points against this past season, but again, it, 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 exactly, Carolina. you know, Carolina. and. and yeah. And, and that's just something with that program. Yes, they're fantastic defensively, but they cannot put out the ball. They, they can't put out the output offensively to make up for that right. strong defense. You know, they're, they're exactly. going to have to go ahead and start recruiting a little bit better in <laughs> order to make that up. But, um, yeah, for all those that, that scream in the sky falling, calm down.
0: Everything will be okay. Yeah, calm the hell down. Calm the hell down.
1: Yeah, I, I – I,
0: I, look lest we forget, well, first of all, like before I could, the I go on, um, you know, the you know, I know there were twelve and one. The ACC was twelve one in the Sweet Sixteen, and then the Elite Eight when the league had, well, comprised half the field of eight. The Elite Eight were ACC teams. Now uh-huh. the year before that, when Duke won it all, they represented pretty well in the tournament then. Okay, yeah. So and you know, even though it was it was considered them. Big East and the Big Twelve that's the three best college basketball conferences two years ago, um, but no one said the sky was falling on the Big Twelve. Last night, the Big Twelve is still competitive. Last night, the Big East is still competitive for basketball. And speaking of the Big East, remember when the Big East of yesteryear that we all grew up and loved? yeah even Me as an ACC fan, I love the Big East, the old school Big East. Um, remember when they said eleven teams from the eight from like 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 from the Big East. Well, it wasn't that long ago, and I don't know if you remember the result, but on all 11 teams, how many teams do you think made a Sweet 16? I'm going to go ahead and say probably none. You are close. Two. Just two. Okay. Just two. Just two teams made it, and that was when the Big was in the midst of his heyday. But last time I recall, that – that year and the years afterwards before they had this epic breakup uh, when the ACC rated the hell out of the Big East, the old Big East, no one claimed that the Big East was overrated. It was still a, they, one of the best college basketball
1: conferences, mm-hmm. at least during that time. But, you know, Especially it's way just way way fun to go ahead up. and just talk about it. You know, i say it's just fun for, for people to jump on the ACC because of the talent and, and the, the coaching that comes out of that conference.
0: Right. Which they're not going anywhere. The coach is not going anywhere. And adding the, the idea hire that uh, the Kevin keeps hire, uh, the NC State made, which was a great hire out of you know from Williams to Wilmington, who is a disciple of Rick Pitino, by the way. Um, sorry, folks, especially those 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 those, those uh, media members who wrote stories or the ACC's uh, over of, like uh, overrated nature in basketball. The ACC is not going anywhere for a while, y'all They'll be back next year Dukes has a another fabulous recruiting class coming in I think Florida State's recruiting pretty hard I think uh-huh. Miami has a fabulous recruiting class coming in I know Wake Forest is getting things. I know Georgia Tech is doing big things And, you know, Syracuse has a recruiting class coming in So, you know, we're not going anywhere no, so, might as well get your head out the way, cause it could be short lived for next season. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, so, so anyway, segue from the ugly to the kind of bad. You know, those I work my way around. I the good, the ugly. You know, the the good being HBCU doing so well in the conference in the in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. to well, Division two. To the ugly, which was discovered from the graphics in the ACC, to the bad, which is the NBA wrestling players. Now, I honestly uh, don't have that big of a problem with the NBA wrestling the players. I mean, that's the team's prerogatives, for what I understand. It's the teams it's the front office folks that making, what well, owners are making. The, the, the front office folks and the front office folks making in turn making the coaching staffs. Rest uh, the players, the star players You see, we saw what, like, Cleveland did This past Saturday night against the Clippers Where they arrested not only LeBron James And only Kyrie Irving, but also uh, Kevin Love and company um, So it, they would reduce To a JV squad against uh, The Clippers, A-King So I know people were, You know, I know that Commissioner Adam Silver Sent out a know, On that team, that this of the thing won't be tolerated, blah, 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 blah. Look. The NBA made this bad. First of all, the season is too damn long. They have two games. They have several back to backs since they're trying to condense. they're just they've been condensing the weeks of the season. So this is what's gonna happen. No one wants to run out of gas and and and, and, and you know and, and come all into the fall season limping around and hurting. They want it to conserve. They want to conserve energy. LeBron James, mm-hmm. shoot, even with all his press He's averaging what thirty eight minutes per game. That's too yeah. much.
1: That's, that's too a whole lot.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I don't understand the uproar against these teams. wanting the rest of their players. Not what it's not like the players saying, "Yo, man, I don't feel like playing tonight. I'm not, I'm taking the night off, coach." No, all those players want to play every game. That's that's that that's what makes them competitors. But exactly. I understand the coaching staffs, and, and then in turn, the damn um, front office folks want the rest of the players because they know that there's so many back-to-backs, especially roll back-to-backs, which
1: are very
0: ridiculous. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard for them to maintain their health. And I'll get to those old school folks later. I got something for them too. But I, 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 I just don't think it's fair that these players get criticized for something that was pretty much was the owner's creation. And have these crazy back to backs and this crazy, and this 82 game schedule.
1: But you know what? My thing is this. This is all, you're right, it's part creation owners, part creation fan base. And and this is where the problem comes in. Now, I don't have an issue with the schedule being 82 games. It's been 82 games for as far back as I can remember. Right. Now, I'm not going to say it's been 82 games my entire lifetime. I know that that hasn't been the case. But it's at least been 80 games since the early 80s, right? Right. You know what the problem is, really? It's the fact that, well, we as fans want to see superstars all the time. And when I say all the time, I'm not just talking about the regular season and the finals and the playoffs. No, no, no. I'm also talking about the Olympics. I'm also talking about whatever charity games you guys play in and whatever summer league games you guys play in. It has to be a situation where, one, these athletes have to be smart about how much extracurricular ball do they play, especially, especially after they play uh, in, playoff in, in, in championship sets on an annual basis. And also sure. something that you need to think about when it comes to the All-Star game as well. So my suggestion would be this. Some of these super superstars don't need to play on the, on the USA basketball squad. You know what? Mm-hmm. Lose, if they USA lose, if the USA lose with the guys we got, we lose with the guys we got. you either going to have to take your hands right. with the Olympics, the all-star game, or the regular season. Pick your poison. Which one is it going to be? Right. So, right. If, if you can't have all three, you won't have all three, because the players are already making it so that you can't all have all three because they need rest. Especially in a player like the Bronx, that has taken what, six consecutive NBA Finals, yes, he needs the rest.
0: He yeah, needs the Yeah, six NBA. Yeah, six, six consecutive. You
1: know, yeah, I think that's correct, right. six consecutive. Now, the, the thing is, here I go, I'm defending him and I'm about to curse him in the same sentence. Yeah. What I don't need you to <laughs> do, once again, <laughs> LeBron, why the hell are you going Papa, just Greg uh, Popovich's name up into this situation? He has nothing to do with it. Now, of course, he's the king of sitting players, but let's be real. Fans aren't necessarily paying their tickets to come out and see when he was playing an old Tim Duncan or a, 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 a Tony Parker or uh right. Ginobili. You know, they are paying the cup to see LeBron. They are paying the cup to see Blake Griffin. They are paying to see John Moore. So these are guys who I would like to see play on a regular basis. So don't give you this whole BS excuse. Well, Pop does it. Pop mm-hmm. doing it with all the players too that nobody wanna see and that nobody really cares about. Let him go ahead and do what he do. <laughs> you need to go ahead and control yourself and control the amount of minutes that you play outside of the NBA right. season, uh uh Mr. Jane. and be concerned about that. You know, we don't need you thank you for for going ahead and finally sitting out of the Olympics and, and not doing that, because of course the amount of minutes you've all in the, in the finals and finals, but um, the, these players and these organizations, the, uh, the United States Basketball, whatever they, the, the proper name is, they're going to have to do something about not taking these great all-star players and start will probably taking collegiate players and, and some of these younger guys when it comes to the Olympics.
0: Well, you know that's been said about for a long time, dude. To like to your point. Here's why I come out on this. This is a simple suggestion that I've heard I many people make in the past. I don't think that ever going to happen because the owners want to, want to get that money. They need to shorten the mm-hmm. M.C. It shouldn't be 82 games. So it should be, I think it should be, given, in the, given what's been happening with the year-round training or the year-round basketball, international basketball tournaments a lot of pros play in, I think the season should be no more between 60 and 70 games. I mean cap that 70, 70, 70 games. That's that's what I think it is. Um so I that's that's you know, that's I, I think that'll go a long way in eliminating all those crazy ass of, uh back to backs. I know that some um, teams like Charlotte sometimes in you know, San Antonio when they have events in their cities, they go on long road trips, get to Charlotte yeah. and, like the college tournaments. Uh also, uh-huh. uh, uh, San Antonio, have a, they have a rodeo thing, like, in the city every year. And they send us on long road trips because they have some events and that building, the AT&T Center. But mm-hmm. I'm going to just jump around a little bit. I'm going to take my aim squarely at the old school guys, i.e. Carl okay. Marone, saying that, you know, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm not putting words in my mouth. I just paraphrase that you know you get paid all this money in to play. Back in my day, we played every game. You know, I I, I just like you know even though it was like offhand comment, I like what Isaiah Thomas said. It was pretty funny when they had the players only, which is a great, awesome segment on TNT by the way, or NBA TV rather, great segment. But when he was talking to uh, uh what's that? Like uh, Draymond Green in a game where they rested the players against some some good team, I think in San Antonio.
1: He was season okay.
0: saying that he was scared. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I mean was, he did it turning cheapy. But but uh, but the point being is that, you know, they they went on to say that they he, Chris Weber and company were saying that they didn't they didn't rest a lot. They played games that they were able to play in. But understand think times are different than they are now. I mean, because your point, there's so many international tournaments every summer. Guys train year-round. Um, that wasn't necessarily the case back, back in the 80s and 90s, um, especially in the 80s when, hell, the pros didn't play in the Olympics. So they they were able to rest and whatnot, and, you know, they didn't play in as many
1: summer leagues
0: as they do now. I mean, cut some new guys to slack, man. Just cut some yeah. slack. But I do... Think that the NBA should shorten the season? They're never going to do it because again, they like that money. They always like that money, and it turned the players like that. So even though the players fire like the season to be shortened some, but they understood it when they signed the collective bargaining agreement, and you know, with the TV deals came in, which is tunes okay. of three and billions of dollars, which allowed the likes of too many moguls to get like a sixty-four million dollar contract <laughs> of all things. You know, I don't think the players are complaining that much either. But, but that's just my true sense of what they, I think the NBA should do. It will never happen, again, because the owners love their money. But I think they should show the season between 60 and 70 games at least to eliminate the back-to-backs.
1: Or make them but you know what? a year longer and eliminate it. Maybe, but my thing is this, and, and this is something that, that needs to be addressed in all sports, actually. This year-long training has gotten to a point where it's completely ridiculous. You're hearing about yeah. injuries that were, you know, rarities in the 80s and early 90s that are almost commonplace now, especially when you're talking about Achilles injuries. You know, there used to be a time where that was a kiss of death. You get that, then oh, my God, you, you're done, your career is done. Now we got guys like A.T. Right, that right. have two of them, and this dude is a, is a machine. I mean, this, yeah. this also comes from year-round training. And, of course, you train that much, you're putting that much more stress and strain on your muscles and on your joints. So it has to be a point where somebody has to be like, you know what, y'all can't train this much because you're putting your, your, your detriment to yourself now. I understand that you want to be in, in, in top physical condition and you want to be the best and, 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 and be paid the most of anyone else in, in your respective league. But you also have to understand when you put that much strain on your body, you're going to put that much strain on your tendons. It's, it's going to make you susceptible to injuries. And, and what happens if you're in a situation when your team is successful and you're going to be needed to play a whole lot of minutes and, 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 and you can't because of the amount of stress and strain that you're putting on your body during the offseason. So I, I don't know. i do not know. I'm not a doctor. But, you know, I used to holler at one. So, you, you know, we used to have conversations about, you know, you know, <laughs> you muscle strains and stuff like that. So if yeah. she agreed with me that you put that much stress on your body, that that's going to be the case. But, um, yeah. you know, until and, and so someone comes out and says this and makes this, this recommendation, it's not going to happen. It's not.
0: Right. And I agree with that. So,
1: again, what do
0: we know? We're just two fans of common sense. But Exactly. <laughs> Common sense, this is a supply with the dollars and cents. Well, I don't know the deal with that, man.
1: Hey. And that's why I don't train all yeah. year long. You know, I don't, I don't want no joint. I don't problems.
0: either, bro. <laughs> I'm happy with my own self. I'm happy with my own <laughs> self, I'm good. Trust me. Hey, man, I know our brackets are shot to hell, but thanks for joining me and sorry to invoking bad memories, but. Um, Let's enjoy the rest of the week and the Sweet 16. Hopefully, things will work out better somehow. I don't
1: know so, how. Of the
0: course.
1: One best, but... Well, yeah, so, all I can do is just uh, hope for the best for the for the remaining teams that's in my bracket. That's all I can do at this moment.
0: And that's all we can do at this point. So, again, I won't look at my bracket. But <laughs> I, <always laughs> enjoy the, I love college basketball. Take a light, brother. You do the same, bro. All right, peace. The man Dwayne Nash. Please check him out. On uh, Rail, every Tuesday now, blog Rail as well as uh, the Yasthacbcu Sports Sports blog, talking about all things HBCU sports. Check them out there. Yeah, I'm still not gonna look at my bracket. I don't. I don't want to be in a sad mood. I don't want to look at my bracket. But this is gonna be a crazy, crazy weekend. Sweet 16, Elite Eight, especially the East Region. I can't call it. I don't want to call it. But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's what makes March Madness fun. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Please check out my sports blog at theclowntimes.com. and And uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'm Scott Burks, 06, signing off. Peace.